is According to Callus, and we are providing you um, the audio playback in an edited form to um, just give you the feedback from the candidates on the questions they were asked. This was on January 27th in Princeton, Texas. We have uh, Randy Johnson, Julia Smoker, uh, Mr. Lytle filling in for his lovely wife who is running for the county clerk's office and none other than Chris Hill. So please enjoy the questions and answers that are following directly after this. Thank you. What we're going to do is we're going to have six minutes to listen to each candidate. I wanted to have a genuine amount of time where you could get to know these people. I want you to notice how enthusiastic they are, how they're determined to do what's right for us, and I want you to be able to make the best judgment. And then after they get through with their six minutes, then Stephen Callis, who's the president of Constitutional Texans, will ask questions of the candidates, and then we'll bring up the other four candidates at that time. So, oh, hi. <laughs> uh, so we will, we will start now, and we're just going to let y'all come, come down. Julia? Okay. You're on. Hello, good evening. Woohoo! My name is Julia Schmoker, and I'm running for state representative, House District 67. First off, I am a patriot and not a politician. I know that many of you probably don't know who I am, so I'm going to tell you a little bit about who I am. I uh, live here in Princeton now, just north of the town. We've had a ranch just east of Blue Ridge for almost 50 years, but I grew up in Dallas. I went to Richardson High School, then I went to SMU, then I went to McGill in Montreal, and then I went to the University of Minnesota in Minneapolis. That's my joke. Uh, don't worry, they, they know. <laughs> but um, I have all my degrees are in music education, and those ladies did great. Uh, but then I did a 180, and I joined the Army. In the military, I was a public affairs specialist, and I served on a Seabird mission, which is chemical, biological, radioactive, nuclear, environmental disaster. And luckily, nothing happened here. <laughs> so here I am, and I've been living all over the United States. I've lived all over Canada and Europe, and I have seen the uh, ravages of communism. I studied abroad when I was young in uh, Czechoslovakia and East Germany. And I have lived with the shortcomings of socialism in Germany, Austria, Canada. But I've always come back to Texas. And Texas knows how to do things right. Everywhere I've lived, there's always disaster. The economy's going poo-poo. But here in Texas, it's not. That's not to say that some people, I know that they, they have suffered. But not in other places. Texas has a good economy. We've got a strong business ethic. But I see a lot of things changing, and that is why I'm here, because this is not the America I know. This is not the Texas that I know. We have a lot of people coming from the north, the south, the east, the west, and our borders have never been secure. They've never been secure. We need to get in there and get a governor who's gonna be serious about securing the border. 
I support securing the border and legal immigration. But another thing that sticks to me is our property taxes going up. They're never going to go down. I don't think that property tax elimination is a pipe dream, and I'm, I'm going to make it a thing to happen. We need to own our property, not rent it. There are plans out there that we know Alan West is in favor of and Huffines. We know that it's not ideal, but what is ideal is owning your property. Second, uh, second, right, uh, second uh, amendment for gun rights, I'm in favor of that. I think red flag, red flag laws are uh, a bad thing. Being on a list is never good. But don't go after the gun, go after the individual. And have you noticed that we've got a lot of Karens going on of all ages? We have unstable people. When I was young, you could drive around in your pickup truck with a gun rack with a rifle. People weren't acting like this. People have lost their minds. It's not an accident. It's by design. Who here has heard of social and emotional learning? Okay, I am a product of it. I had to sit in school and listen to that. But because I traveled so much and had that uh, wonderful communistic experience, I didn't buy into it. <laughs> I am so glad. Um, social and emotional learning is a lot of things, but one of the things it seeks to do is destabilize the individual. The powers that be are interested in destabilizing our families, our religion, our children. Um, who knows, I, I know that y'all probably have heard about the uh, books in, in uh, Prosper. There were 82 books that had pornographic and obscene material. Sexualization of the children is a big deal, destabilizing. We have to have school choice. This problem isn't gonna go away anytime soon. I love my, my son, I love his teachers, he loves his teachers, but I don't know what's being taught. School choice, but for other people, maybe our district is great and awesome, and I hope that it is, I think that it is. But not everyone else is having that, uh, that happen. Anyway, I am, I'm here and I'm standing up. I, I'm standing up because I can't sit down anymore. Someone has to take a stand. And there have been people who have been neglecting their duties to us. And I'm standing against that. And it's scary, but I'm still standing. And I keep coming to places like this and I'm still standing and I'm still talking because I'm trying to fight for me and I'm trying to fight for you. I'm wanting to represent us. And I want to go down to Austin and represent us. Not some big pack, not some bizarre corporation. We're the corporation. I'm ready to listen to you. I've already heard you. I've seen you and I know that you are upset, angry, and frustrated. I am too. So vote for me, vote for Julia Schmoker, House District 67. Thank you. All right, I uh, apologize, but my wife and I haven't been feeling all that great this week. <clears throat> so if my voice uh, cracks up a little bit, sorry about that. Want this up a little bit? All right, let's see if I can. How's that? A little better? Um, anyhow, so I'm, I'm here. My name is Jeff Lytle. I'm uh, speaking on behalf of my wife, Debbie Lytle. She's running for district clerk of Collin County. 
Um, and uh, just to give a little background on us, um, you know, we're, we're like a lot of you all. We, we, we've just been sitting on the, the couch, on the sidelines, watching what's going on with, with America. Uh, we're seeing America seems to be going off the rails. And we're not happy. We're not happy at all. Just seeing the kind of things, and, and, and Julia even spoke to a lot of the things that we're seeing in society today that's just not right. And, um, you know, so we, we are frustrated, um, just ready to do something to make a difference out there. Uh, my wife and I, we prayed about it. We said, what is it that we can do? I don't know what we can do, but we're going to do something. Uh, so we jumped in the game and we started block walking um, with our local elections. Uh, we, we live in Allen and um, that, that really kind of opened my eyes when I started seeing some of the people that were already in on the uh, city council, on the school boards, that kind of thing and the kind of agendas that they were promoting. Um, I felt like if it wasn't going to be us, who's it going to be? Nobody's stepping up. So uh, I was very glad to see my wife. She decided to, to step up and run for district clerk because she sees that she's uniquely qualified for the position. She has over 16 years experience in records management. She used to work with uh, National Institute of Health and uh, actually worked with some blue ribbon panel uh, uh, groups that would send their projects and, 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 and report up to Congress. Uh, she currently is the uh, records management officer for Plano ISD over all 90 plus <coughs> campuses and administrations. And uh, she's very, very well-versed in, in dealing with records management. And that's basically what a, the, the district clerk's job is, is they're the custodian of the record for the district courts. Um, they also deal with the jury uh, pools and uh, a, a number of other functionality. Uh, one of which is uh, the passport offices, which have recently been uh, removed from Collin County. Um, and, and that's one of the main things that uh, my wife is going to focus on is getting those passport offices back in Cowan County. Um, it's, it's over a million dollars of revenue that we lost uh, due to uh, in, improper uh, relationship there. Sorry, I'm not stepping up to the mic. Um, anyhow, so uh, why we're running... I think is more of a personal reason is we feel like we just want to contribute back to America and do what we can do. And, um, you know, we're here to just like a lot of you just frustrated and ready to, to get America back on track. And, um, if, if you could uh, come out and, and give your vote for Debbie, uh, Debbie for district clerk for Collin County. Uh, I appreciate your vote. Thank you very much. Good evening, folks, and thank you for being here this evening. I'm Chris Hill. I serve as your Collin County Judge. My privilege to be here with you. And I have destroyed the microphone, apparently. <laughs> make sure that's working for you. 
I thank you for coming out. As, as candidates, as we, as we make our way around the county, we sure appreciate seeing you come out and spend your time with us to get to know us and get to hear us, so thank you for that. Four years ago, when I ran for county judge for the first time, I made you a promise. I promised you that as your next county judge, I would continue to lead Collin County according to the fiscal discipline and the fiscally conservative principles that we enjoyed under our, my predecessor, Judge Self. And I'm proud to stand in front of you today to tell you that I kept my promise to you. Today, Collin County has adopted a, uh, has cut the tax rate, the property tax rate, 10 years in a row, and for the last six years has adopted the effective tax rate. Now, I realize it gets down into the weeds, but let me just say this. For the average homeowner in Collin County today, you pay $650 in county property taxes. Now, I know when you pay your property tax bill, you pay it all at once, so sometimes that county part can get lost in there. But county property taxes have been $650 for the last six years, and I'm proud of that. The team that I serve with at Collin County is that we are going to continue to lead well with excellence, and, and with a conservative focus here in Collin County, and I'm proud to tell you that we've done that. Today, Collin County has the number one lowest property tax rate among all 254 Texas counties. And we provide some of the best services, most excellent services in the state of Texas at the county level. But four years ago when I ran for office, I also made you a promise that I would continue to lead as a conservative champion, just as I had done as a county commissioner. And I'm proud to tell you that I've kept that promise as well. Now, I didn't realize in 2018 when I ran for office that in 2020, all of us were going to be tested according to those promises. But you know what happened in 2020. As Dallas County announced that they were going to close down, and as Tarrant County announced they were going to close down, and as Denton County announced they were going to shut down, folks looked to Collin County. And when it was my turn to stand in front of the microphones and announce the plans for Collin County, as your Collin County judge, I told all the reporters and all the media that every Texan is essential, that every business is essential, and that we were not in Collin County going to get into the business of deciding who had a right to work and who didn't have a right to work. And I just felt from my core but that is not what you elected me to do, to decide and make lists of who gets to work and who doesn't. Because quite frankly, if the government can tell you you don't have a right to work, you've already lost your rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So here in Collin County, we took a different approach. And again, I'm proud to tell you that I kept my promise to you, and I would be, uh, it would be my privilege and my pleasure to serve a second term as your Collin County judge and I renew my promise to you today that if you elect me again, you will continue to see the same bold, courageous, conservative leadership that I've given you during this first term. I'm Chris Hill. Thank you very much, folks. Good evening. My name is Randy Johnson. I am running to serve you as your next judge of Collin County Court at Law Number 5. And let me say right off the bat, because I get this question all the time, are you running against Chris Hill? No, I am not. That would be foolish. It is a completely different job. It is a county court at law. It is a general jurisdiction court. 
thank you for being here today and thank you for this opportunity to speak. It is an honor and a privilege to have the opportunity to speak to you. I appreciate your time and your attention. And before I tell you a little bit about myself, I do want to say hello to my wife here, Kellyanne. If y'all have been poll greeters the last couple of elections, you would have seen her out there delivering snacks and water to the poll greeters. She understands how important it is for the grassroots and the people that get out and support us and how important the job is that you do, and we really do appreciate that. Myself, I'm a fifth-generation Texan. I've lived in Collin County since 1985. I grew up in North Dallas, went to Richardson Schools. I have lived here in Texas my whole life. I've practiced law for 37 years. I graduated from Texas Tech School of Law in 1984 and I had the good fortune to go to work straight out of law school in the appellate section of the district attorney's office under Henry Wade. When I was growing up, if you'd asked me when I was four or five years old, what do you want to be? I would have told you I want to be a lawyer. I want to work for Henry Wade and someday I want to be a judge. Why would a four-year-old even think like that? Well, my grandfather was a bailiff. He happened to be the bailiff in the Jack Ruby trial and we lived next door to him until I started school and I was just enthralled. He would tell me stories about the courthouse, the judges, about working for Mr. Wade, and that was his dream for me. He got to see me as a prosecutor working for Mr. Wade, and he always wanted me to be a judge, and I hope to make that dream come true too. Why do I want to be a judge? I truly feel that I'm called to do that. I felt I was called to be a lawyer. I spent my whole life representing people and defending our rights, as a, first as a prosecutor, and then later uh, doing civil trial work, and then more recently, I've done some defense work, criminal defense work. This is a dual jurisdiction court, which means it hears both civil and criminal cases. The types of criminal cases that it hears are misdemeanor cases. It hears a lot of DWIs, it hears drug cases, it hears family violence cases. And about 80% of what this court does is in fact criminal. And my opponents will tell you, well, Randy does a lot of civil stuff. He doesn't do a lot of criminal stuff and this is just a criminal court. Well, the fact of the matter is I do a lot of criminal too. I'm up at the Collin County Courthouse almost every week handling criminal cases. And yes, the bulk of what I do is civil, but I do both. And this is a court that needs to have someone who has experience in civil law as well as criminal law. This is a court that until recently, the jurisdictional limits for the civil cases was $100,000. Not many folks know that's gone up to 250,000. What that means is with our exploding population is more people that used to file cases in district court are going to file civil cases in this court to take advantage of that higher uh, limit on damages and because a lot of folks feel that it's quicker and easier to try cases in county court. So that's why it is a very, it's very important that we have someone in this position that knows civil and criminal. I had the good fortune to start out in the appellate section of the DA's office where I handled over 100 appeals before I ever tried the case. I got to see pretty much every kind of problem you can run into in court, the mistakes that are made, and the way to correct them. By the time I'd been attorney for two years, I used to get calls from the judges. Randy, what do we need to do with this evidence? They're trying to do this. What is the rule on this? Calls from prosecutors. That, made, I think, makes me a better trial attorney. I am board certified in civil trial law, personal injury trial law, and workers' compensation law. There are less than, I think, 100 attorneys out of the, I forget how many attorneys we have in Texas, I think it's 195,000, it's a lot. Um, there's less than 100 that are triple board certified, and that's, a, that's something I've learned. I'm also AV rated by the uh, Martindale Hubble, which is a rating from uh, a peer review rating, and it's the rating you get for the highest level of, 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 of 
professionalism, knowledge, and integrity. Uh, I very much appreciate y'all's time here. Um, look forward to visiting each and every one of you. People have asked me, what can you do to help me? Well, I want your prayers, your support. If you'd like to help me tonight, I've got neighbor-to-neighbor -neighbor cards here that you can fill out and uh, send out. And if you'd like to pick those up, I'd love to give them to you. Uh, again, my name is Randy Johnson. I'm running for judge of Collin County Court at Law Number 5. It is, uh, my website is voteforrandyforjudge.com. Vote, Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank y'all so much. Now we're going to have questions. So we'll go in the same order. You'll come up and... Reverse. Pardon? Reverse. Reverse. Sorry, we're going to do reverse. Um, Stephen's in charge of this part of the program. <laughs> so I do want to tell y'all something. I'm a precinct chair here in Princeton. Uh, Joe Cruz is a precinct chair here in Princeton. We are looking for people to volunteer. We need people to go door knocking. We need people to make phone calls. We need people to tell their neighbors about who to vote for and that there's an election because so many people in Princeton don't even know that. So there's a sign-up sheet in the back at the table for volunteers. If you're willing to volunteer, we would love you so much. <laughs> so please volunteer, we would just love that. All right, so we're going in reverse order. And I'm trying to give all the attention to the candidates, so here you go. You ready, Randy? Randy, can you hear me okay? I can hear you okay. All right, so being that you're running for judge, you really can't answer too many questions. So, question number one. Who would be your judicial hero or the person you would model yourself after? Well, my judicial hero would be Antonin Scalia because he Scalia because he never abandoned his core beliefs. He believed in strict construction of the Constitution. He believed in gun rights. He believed in personal rights. And um, I don't think you can find a better uh, model. But what he did was appellate law. And what I'm doing is trial law. So I would try to model myself after him in that I would keep my core values and base my decisions on the law as it's written and not let, let uh, legislate from the bench. Okay. The next one is both easier and harder for you. Okay. Describe yourself in five words or less. Hardworking. Is that two? That's two. <laughs> Hardworking, dedicated, um, knowledgeable. I know the law. And um, I believe in the rule of law. Thank you. You're relieved. I'm Thank you very much. And I just want to shout out for the precinct chairs. I've worked as a precinct chair. I worked with Stephen on the rules committee. They do a great job, and it's it's wonderful what y'all do. And I appreciate your time. That's it. Thank you. you, Thank you. All right, Chris. Tell me. What are the core functions of county government? So the county, your county level of government handles dozens of different, in fact, uh, more, many dozens of different responsibilities. But those things that we consider really the core, uh, most central to what we do, usually we think of 
uh, law enforcement, and we think of public safety, and we think of the justice system. Those are really at the core of what we do. The sheriff's office, the county jail, the county courthouse, and the court system. That was too easy. <laughs> All right, so give us your next terms, three top priorities. So over the next four years of Collin County, we're going to continue to see dramatic growth. We've seen it already for the last 10 years, the census came out, and the, the population numbers here in Collin County rival any county in, in, the, in the United States. We're, just, we're growing very quickly. We're going to continue to see that. And that puts significant pressure on all of our core systems here in the county, from transportation to public safety to, to uh, the justice system. The commissioner's court, the primary role of the commissioner's court is to work with all of the other elected officials that you put into office to make sure that they have the resources they need to do their jobs with excellence for all of us. And so, uh, quite frankly, I, I like to think that one of my core functions as the county judge is the planning, is the preparation, is the looking ahead and making sure that we're ready for all that comes for us. Uh, I didn't say this in my intro, but I'm not an attorney. I'm a CPA, and I think that serves me well. I came from the corporate world as a corporate accountant, and I rely on that skill in this role. As we grow, as our population continues to expand, it's going to be important for us to balance the growth in personnel, the growth in facilities, the growth in highway miles across the county, uh, doing that in a way that we can sustain our commitment to fiscal conservative principles. We can go out and spend all the money and do everything, but that's not what we want. We want to grow at the right pace to keep that to keep those balanced. For district clerk of Collin County, and her top three priorities are uh, number one, we would like to get the. All right, I'm gonna do a Chris does here, sorry. <laughs> number one, we'd like to get the uh, passport offices back to Collin County. Yes. And uh, all right, uh, the next thing, too, is, is uh, we want to look at. Uh, you know, seeing what kind of efficiencies we can gain in that office as far as, you know, that uh, Chris had spoke to the number of, uh, the, the growth that we've had in Collin County. So uh, we also have to look at, you know, how we're gonna manage that uh, department as we grow. So uh, that, that's another uh, uh, emphasis there. And really the main thing is we wanna bring some integrity and accountability back to that office. Uh, quite honestly, uh, we've had some uh, problems there with, um, you know, people, uh, I guess, ha have lost some trust in the current district clerk there as far as the employees and um, as, as far as, uh, I guess, showing up for work, that kind of thing. So uh, to let you know, my wife, uh, she is a, a very hard worker. And she is very accountable, and um, she will. She wouldn't expect anything out of her employees that she wouldn't expect out of herself. Let's put it that way. So, uh, anyhow, those are the three main things. Okay. Next question. Okay. 
on staying in Texas for the entirety of her term and actually going to work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I guess that's uh, a little more poignant there. Yes or no? Uh, yeah, yes or no. So yes, uh, we plan on staying in Texas. Uh, we, we, uh, my, all, three, all three of our kids were born here in uh, Allen, and uh, we had a short uh, stint. Uh, I took a job back on the East Coast, and uh, we got back here as quick as we could. Uh, let me tell you, uh, we, we have no desire of leaving Texas, and uh, we plan on, on uh, you know, staying here. And, and as far as showing up for work, that's uh, absolutely, I think that's a main thing right there. So, all right, I appreciate it. And again, Debbie Lytle for District Code. Thank you. Yes. 
Number three, will you support replacing the Speaker of the House? Yes. Number four, will you support allowing a referendum on a vote for Texas? In case you're not aware, a referendum is non-binding and would take place in the Republican primary, and it gives the state legislature a way to hear what the people of the state think that vote in the Republican primary. I would be curious to look, what would a Texas look like? But I would want to know, what would that actually look like? And what's going to happen? Oh, yes or no question. Okay. I would. Yes. Okay. Number five, would you vote for a Speaker of the House that would place Democrats in committee chairmanships? No. Number six, would you fight to take back control of the Alamo? Yes. Very good. Thank you very much. You are released. Thank you. The preceding event was brought to you by the Constitutional Texans of Northeastern Collin County. I happily serve as a member of their board in addition to doing my podcast. We want nothing more than to get educated, informed voters. Not only that, for people to get involved and make that change to protect our country and preserve Texas. Thank you for joining us, and part two will be posted shortly. Thank you.